We are six days away from a Clay Thompson return. Ladies and gentlemen, winter is coming. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. Uh, my guy, we were just like probably, what, an hour um, post like the Warriors game against the Heat. So like, what are your like initial thoughts from this uh, Warriors game? I'm like, it's just standard Warrior stuff. Um, even when Steph plays bad, this Warriors team still wins. That's the moral of the story from this game. Jordan Poole came off the bench, 32 points. It's most, most by a Warriors player coming off the bench since Ian Clark in 2017. Um, you want to know what I How remember? How much did he score? Remember Ian Clark for? Ian Clark was the guy who played uh, volleyball pregames with Steph in warmups. That's all I remember Ian Clark for. Um, where they were doing that shit with the ball. Yeah, that's all I remember Ian Clark for. I don't know how many scored. I just know that's the stat. I remember him, um, that ankle breaker against Portland. That's what I remember. It was like a blowout game. It was like garbage time. I just remember him crossing up some guy, and it was like a huge reaction. So uh, Ian Clark, Warriors legend. So um, straight. Yeah, I mean, to talk about the Heat game, um, obviously the Heat were coming off of back-to-back. They just lost against the Sacramento Kings. Um, and obviously they're undermanned with uh, Bam Adebayo being out. Um, they're obviously it's basically a G League team. No disrespect to them, but it is a throw. Okay. It's like a pickup. It's a pickup team. Um, uh, prayers to Jimmy Butler though, because Jimmy Butler went down in the third quarter. But um, I got to give credit to Miami. I mean, they stuck into it. Um, they made runs, but obviously um, the Warriors just Warriors talent was just too much. Um, um, but I have to say, I love their defense. I love their defense and that, their defense could not be stated enough. Like there was a play towards the end. It was like two minutes left or something around that range. But like Draymond had that um, block on uh, Omer Yurtsevin and that just led to a Jordan Poole dunk and one. So I'm like, that's just the um, Warriors peak right there. And hide me I'm up. Impressed. Yeah, that, that, that really up. did. That really did. <laughs> hide me up. No lie. No lie. Um, but I think one thing I did notice is how dominant Draymond is defensively. He should. Ha- I don't know how many. I think he has one defensive player of the year. Two. Uh, yeah, I think it was twenty seventeen. He should honestly have two or three. No, he should have lie. like maybe four. He should probably have all of Rudy Gobert's TBH if we're being seriously honest. How many does Rudy Gobert have? Three. Okay, so she had four then, basically, if what you're saying. Yeah, he should have four. Rudy Gobert shouldn't have any. And this is no like Rudy Gobert slander. So I don't want any like jazz fans who are listening coming in, coming from my throat or anything. Rudy Gobert is a very good basketball player, but. Draymond's the best defender in the league, and I think he's the best defender in this modern era, current decade of basketball. Yeah. His defense was suffocating. He had like seven blocks tonight, something like that. No, nah, that's I, too high. There's that's, that's probably like two or three, honestly. No, but no he had the, I'm pretty damn sure 
there was some stat where shoot, I am, I'm not prepared. God, it's okay, but I mean, I just want to talk about the forced turnovers. Like, um, there's like probably every five or seven plays, like there was forced turnover turnovers. Four blocks, by the four blocks, four blocks, four blocks. Yeah, four blocks. Yeah, so um, impressive for Jamon, who's like an underguard, basically big man. But it's just his game is so unique. Like he's basically a point forward. He can guard one through five. You can't really say that about any any what any player out there. It's like it's rare. But like, uh, am I wrong? You think that like Draymond's like probably like one of like a few guys. Like who are the other guys who can guard one through five? If you can name them. LeBron, maybe Kevin Durant. That's about it. Why Kawhi? Kawhi, uh, I think Kawhi. Yeah, probably. I think I would consider probably Kawhi top tier defender. I'd say he's probably one of the best in the league. Which in the same conversation as Draymond. Uh, part of me that wants to say Giannis. Because just of his Giannis can. Yeah, pure yeah, athleticism. Yeah. Um, but I seriously think when Jonathan Kaminga reaches his full potential, he seriously can. I think I think seriously think the Warriors can play small ball five and have Jonathan Kaminga at the five. That's how athletic he is and how good he is. Yeah, I mean maybe a hot take, but that's just my thoughts on that. I agree with you, but I think it's going to take some time. If Draymond's not going to be the five, I mean, it's going to take some time for Kaminga because he's not going to be the one running the offense. It's going to be probably Steph or someone else. But um, I'd like to see that. I actually do, but it's going to be later on in a couple years or something. Um, I do want to talk about uh, Steph. Um, obviously, Steph is, like, amazing, but he can have like, his off nights. Play like garbage tonight. Seven points. It was like three for fifteen. It was like nine points or something. I think nine but points. No, it was. It was. Nine. It was nine. It was nine. It was he had nine. ten assists though. He has ten assists though. Uh, that ten <laughs> assists though is like it speaks to the gravity of his game. Like if you double him, he's gonna pass it off to Looney. He's gonna pass it off to Dre. And those back cuts, those back cuts that Gary Payton or Otto Porter or Wiggins just shows how beautiful this offense is. Like they had what 39 assists again shows you the movement of all this offense. And when it flows and when it clicks, this Warriors team is hard to stop. And especially when Steph went out to foul trouble in the first quarter and he didn't score at all until four minutes into the second quarter. I mean, like we said many, many times throughout this whole season, the depth of this bench is amazing. And the ironic thing is that, about this whole team aspect is that the Warriors are the most expensive team in the league. And um, the way we're winning is because of the cheapest guys, Otto Porter, Nemanja Bieliska, Gary Payne, the second, just, I just find that ironic. So uh, there's my little thought on that whole thing. So, yeah. Do you agree with that or no? I mean, like the whole, the minimum guys are basically winning us games. Sometimes probably one is five games. I think. I agree with that. I, I've been saying it. Mine would be at least trying to porter for the Batman, man. It's highway robbery at its finest. Um, but I think one thing I have noticed is how many, like we've talked about before, how many guys there are contributing and there won't be enough minutes to feed. 
I seriously think these last past couple of games before Clay comes back next week, which is to assumption, um, how, how many of these guys will be fighting for minutes, it seems like. Because I, I think at first, I think a lot of them will still get minutes because Clay will be on a minutes restriction. But once Clay gets healthy, there will be a lot of guys who won't get any minutes because of how many minutes Clay is getting, and et cetera. But, but if I were to choose some guys who wouldn't be getting any minutes because of this, it would probably be obviously Gioza. I could see JTA being kept out of the rotation. Um, I think I, I think I think Belly probably stays, but I think JTA, Belly, and Gioza are in risk of not getting any minutes at all. Honestly, when Clay comes back, just with how those three have played the past couple weeks, I think Belly had a pretty good game tonight. Um, he's been off and on. Uh, but I think with his full, with his size advantage, I think he would probably st- still get some minutes. There's just so many guys who de- are well deserving of minutes on this Warriors roster that I think it'll be, like I said before, tough to have so many guys getting minutes with Clay coming back. That's one thing I just wanted to point out that how important these next two games could be for bench guys. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of like transition stuff with role changes. We saw JP, he started, this is his second game coming off the bench and he responded great. Um, even Steve Kerr said that he's impressed with how he responded to coming off the bench. And I just loved Poole. Well, Jay, I love JP's attitude. Like he wasn't moping around. He was just like, I'm ready. Um, I'm ready when I need my team, uh, when my team needs me. And he, he excelled and, came to the response with 32 points. And, you know, it's is the question, six man of the year candidate or most improved candidate. I mean, it start the campaign season about that both. time. So both, both, <laughs> I think he's, de- he's deserving. Like the jump we've seen Jordan Poole make from year one, his rookie season, year two, and then year three is amazing. Like, uh, I, didn't remember how- I didn't believe in him. I'm, I- I'm honest. I did not believe in him at all. Yeah, you and... remember his rookie season? It was, like, bad. It was, like, there was a time he was, like, the worst player on the court. That's an actual real stat if anyone will looks that up. And then year two, he got sent to the G League because he was struggling. And then when he came back, he just didn't look back. And it was just leap after leap after leap after leap. And I'm like, he's a baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. And the, the Warriors got to steal for him. So that makes me hopeful for... James Wise as well. If we look back on that draft, I think getting him at pick 28, where a lot of people think he would he wouldn't have gone, I think he's right behind John Morant in the guard spot for an A plus pick. That's yeah, I, I mean it's a it's a late first round pick and a lot of I, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people thought that he would go in the second round, so they were kind of looking at the Warriors like uh, you're you're reaching a little bit here. But Seriously, if you look at all the players taken in the first round, for guards, I think he's probably the second best guard behind John Morant to be taken. I mean, to check the draft board again because I don't remember who was. I mean, RJ uh, Barrett. RJ Barrett was taken five, or he was taken number three. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah. Is Jordan Poole uh, better Darius than Andre Garland is not bad. Tyler Hero's not is good. Um, he's top five. He's top five. There yeah, top five. top five. Top is five is reasonable. Yeah. Darius Garland is he's he's a pretty good player for Cleveland. Um, I think Tyler Hero, he's good, but I do think he was a little bit overhyped because you know the bubble and, the, and then the bubble. And then last year when we all realized the bubble was a fluke. And if honestly, to get off topic, if Steph and Clay were in the bubble together and healthy, man, Warriors aren't looking back. I'm I don't know. It's an open it's an open gym, basically. I'm gonna be honest, it's an open gym. It's an open gym with a bunch of TVs uh courtside with a bunch of fans in front of their computers. That's what it yeah. is. I mean, um, to bring it back a little bit, like the whole JP stuff, like I was talking James Wiseman and he's about to come back probably, I would say next month or so. And I mean, he looks great. Um, he puts the, he put on muscle, like his rhythm looks great. Uh, movement looks great. I mean, I'm excited to see um, what he's going to do on the court. Obviously it's going to take things some time to integrate Wiseman to the system, but man, when you integrate a seven foot monster, like Wiseman into the mix, so many options, so many options. Um, obviously, you're going to wait, especially with uh, Dejan Malo. Mal- ah, sorry, sorry, but uh, Coach Milojevic, um, to help him out. But um, I'm excited for Wiseman. Um, how about you, my guy? I feel like I feel like we have to be on the same boat with Wiseman. I'm excited for him for the fact that he's just had such a tough break. Got COVID twice, had a meniscus injury. Struggled throughout most of his earliest parts of his rookie year. Then finally, when it seemed like he was all put, he was putting it all together. He gets hurt, and then now he's been out for ten months. Yeah, not ideal for a twenty-year-old who had so much potential. But I do think when he gets back. I would like to see him probably second unit. That's what I'm guessing. There are stretches where Kevon Looney looks to be unplayable at times, but he he actually does the dirty work for the Warriors. I won't he's been lie. doing great. He's been doing great. He's he's he acts a lot bigger than what he what his size is for a six foot nine center. Man gets in the paint, boxes out, and gets that board. Those hips can move. I've said that so many times. I know you texted me that, and it's hilarious too because Looney is not known to be a really mobile, like mobile player. So, like when we joke about um, Kevon Looney, um, this is no shot at Kevon Looney, but it's just um, I'm really I'm so impressed with what he does to the Warriors, and it's often overlooked, especially since defense really isn't like looked at as like highlights. Because um, I mean, Draymond said way back then, like. Um, people don't look at defense because it isn't eye popping um, because you don't know what you're seeing. But if you look closely um, with the whole defensive stuff, you can tell that Looney has been great. He's been great. So um, I love that he's still on the team. And, um, and yeah, Loon Dog, Loon Dog, yeah, Loon Dog. And yeah. So um, other news: Clay uh, Thompson, six days away. Um, that's what every. That's what all outlets are saying. January nine. Against the Cavaliers, I mean that's what Ward just saying. Yeah. So, what is this finals? Pre- uh, <laughs> finals uh, matchup. 
of the past, Warriors no. versus Cavs. I mean, if you want, if you want tickets, ten thousand bucks for a VIP suite, Joe Lacob, or you can get two hundred fifty dollars nosebleed seats. Those are nice, eh? I mean, the nosebleeds aren't too bad. They're not no, too they're, bad. No, they're not bad, but I'm just saying, two hundred fifty dollars is a stretch. That's true. But it it is Clay Thompson, so I mean, I've been to Golden One Center and set in set in the lower bowl for 140. Joe Lacob is ramping up. To, I mean, Joe Lacob, he knows what he's doing. He's a he's a exactly. businessman, and I seriously think he's honestly probably one of the best owners out there in regards to business decisions, making a crap ton of money, etc. Well, let's be honest. I want to be real here. Um, the reason why the value of the Golden State Warriors has shot up probably tenfold is because of Steph Curry and the dynasty. So, I just she helped. I don't know. He, she helped create. He hired the people. That's true. That's true. But I feel he like hi- he did. They, he his. I'm pretty damn sure it wasn't Bob Myers who drafted Steph Curry. It was a different no, regime. It, it was a uh, like a. Riley, I think. No, it's something yeah. Riley. Yeah. Larry Riley. Larry yeah. Riley. Um, but Joe like hired the staff to draft guys like Draymond Green, etc. Bring in guys like have the front office bringing guys like Jerry West, smart minds who eventually helped bring Kevin Durant in to win those two championships, which they should have won five, but you know, KD didn't want to stay, so um, but Steph Curry and Joe Lacob together made all the money. Yeah, let, yeah, they they helped each other. There was like no one to the other. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love that. I mean, Joe Lacob with his nosebleed seats. And look what happened last year. Everyone was lighting a fire under the front office and Joe Lacob's ass. And look what happens when the Warriors fans demand demand excellence and proficiency from the team. What happens? You go and bring in guys like Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bielicka, draft guys like Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, and look at the Warriors right now. They're 29-7, best team in hoops, and they have Clay Thompson coming back on January 9th. It's gonna be, that's going to be a great night. It is. It's going to be emotional, especially and Clay. I love that, man. I think they're going to do it. Like They're not going to start Clay right away, and then like they're going to sub him like, right at the 12-minute mark or like five seconds in or something. No, he's gonna start. I know that's like the way to go. He's gonna. Start. I, I know, but like, I want him to start. <laughs> but like, it's it's gonna defeat the like the whole no standing ovation. How like uh, how the Knicks or the war this the record breaker game for Steph like no stoppage of time, the standing ovation. I mean, but yeah, they ser- actually seriously stopped the game for Steph to get that standing ovation. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah that also should happen for Clay like. I, I think Clay. I think I think Steph should or Clay should come off the bench and check in. But from what Steve Kerr said, he didn't want to do that. He did. He want he wanted to start him from the start. So yeah, but you know how like the senior games, like where you have seniors come in, like you know, and then they well, check out. Sense. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Like dude, like do that for like your start game, pay in the second for like five seconds. You foul and you bring Clay in. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's more reasonable. 
Makes sense. Yeah. I just think it'll be very... It'll just be such a great site for basketball in general. Man's been gone from the game for two years, and it's going to be a great sight to see him again. And if you read things, read articles, watch videos, listen to his teammates, Clay's life is surrounded by basketball. It's all about basketball and his dog, man. Rocco's the bomb, though. Are you kidding me? That man loves the game of basketball, and now that he's going to get the final and play it again, after two years, almost... Yeah, it's two years, basically. Almost three years, basically two and a half years because it's June 2019. So almost two and a half years, basically. Wild. And I'll, I'm so happy for him. I'll be rooting him on. I love that man. I know. I think national I, I, everyone does. Everyone does. If you don't love Clay Thompson, man, who do you love? Probably. Come on. Answer is probably Steph Curry, but like you can't talk about Steph Curry exactly. without Clay Thompson. Man, how do you not like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson? I don't understand people. Those are like the two nicest guys. Steph Curry, man, the guy, the both of them are just so wholesome. And this is turning into such a wholesome segment, and I love it. <laughs> no, it's just people hate Steph Curry because of what he did to LeBron. But you know, we just won't we won't go there. So yeah, we won't go there. Um. But, uh, do you have a favorite clay moment since we're talking about clay Thompson? Cause there has to be like one clay moment that stood out to you the most. There would be a game or something. Uh, probably the YouTube video where he's on the street in New York city and he gets interviewed by the, oh, uh, I remember that local I remember TV that. station. That's probably one. And then probably in game was 2019 playoffs when he did the, when he hit a three and he did the, uh, big ball a celebration, big ball celebration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a um, funny and then probably a tie between hitting 14 threes in a game against Chicago and hitting 30, was it 36 points in a quarter against 37, the Kings? 37, 37 in a quarter against the Kings. That's probably a tie. So those are probably my top three, really. Yeah, but I think those are those are my basketball ones, and then just Clay in general is probably on the street talking about scaffolding. scaffolding. <laughs> you remember the toaster one, the toaster story where he was just signing signing stuff when he just gets asked to sign a toaster. That was a thing. That was a whole meme thing. Oh, I think I remember that. And then I like yeah. that Draymond story. I think he told it to Kalena, the color commentator for the Warriors, on. NBC Sports Bay Area about how after Clay tore his ACL, Draymond went to his house to play dominoes and Draymond took all of his money because they were betting on it. That was seemed like funny. There was also um, a time, there was also a time where like, you know, Clay was like shooting some stuff, like a bad shot or something. And Jay was like, Why are you shooting that ball? And then Clay was like, Dog, they pay me to shoot the ball. Do you remember that? That that story? That was a funny story. <laughs> all around good human right there. Yeah, you can't forget about Game Six, Clay, uh, in OKC against the Rockets. That's probably and against Toronto before blow uh, his ACL tear. But you remember the Mamba moment where he hit two free throws on a torn ACL. That's probably honestly now that I think about it, that's probably my favorite moment ever. Like him, him coming on the court, like that's probably one of my top like Golden State Warriors basketball fan moments right there. Just yeah, him tearing his ACL. He walks off the floor. 
then he comes out of the, he's walking to the tunnel and then someone shouts something and he comes back out of the tunnel, shoots those two free throws, acknowledges Danny Green, like, fuck off, Danny Green, get out. Um, shoots those two free throws. Then he jogs back on defense and he's, he like wants to stay out there. That's how tough he is. Um, but it'll be an emotional night if January 9th is indeed the date. Yeah, yeah. Going to be a great return. Um, I mean, January's off to a good start. So, um, yeah, can't wait to see what happens next. Damn straight. All right. That'll conclude episode number 65 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod. Make sure you stay tuned for all new episodes we'll catch you in the next one make sure you check out the warriors on wednesday night as they travel to dallas and then on thursday night as they travel to new orleans for a quick little two-game road trip before clay's return back home on january 9th if that is indeed the date and Woj wasn't lying we'll catch you in the next episode thanks y'all